Hey, yo, uh, that intro, roll it. Ah, so, we are back, we have survived, uh, Snowpocalypse. We're uh, doing our intro for this episode for the first time. Totally. Legit. First time ever. Uh, you know, I did a dumb. <laughs> we started over. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, it was funny. You had to be there. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so Ren. So Billy. How about that? Uh, how about that D and D though? Do you love me some D and D? Yeah, yeah, no. D and D is it's pretty uh, all right. Yeah, it's, it's like like I do it occasionally. Yeah. So not where near often enough. <coughs> yeah, you know. <coughs> so when we're talking about D and D, there's you know like five and a half editions. Of D&D. We'll call it six editions of D&D. <laughs> uh, history. Um, you know, we're currently on Fifth Ed. They're, I mean, they're, they're trying to make that move to D&D 1, but we don't talk about that here. So, like, OG oh. and AD&D, which was second edition. Right. And then third edition, three point five, kind of. That's where the half ish comes in. I gotcha. And then fifth edition. Yep. And kind of like first edition Pathfinder, heavily rooted in D and D three point five. Yeah. Uh, which is why which is why D and D didn't produce a fourth edition. Yeah. Uh, cause it's just Pathfinder. Yeah. Why would they bother? Yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, would have been a dumb move on their part. <laughs> uh, just go straight to five. Yeah. It, it'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, that is legit what, uh, <laughs> what Microsoft did with Windows. <laughs> Windows 9? We don't need that. Okay. <laughs> there was kind of a reason for that. <laughs> That I used to know and don't anymore, so we can continue to make fun of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, so um, D&D has a long history, uh, and um, with that long history has come a, a great many um, uh, accompanying uh, accessories. Uh, and... Beyond just you know your standard your standard dice, everybody knows about the D and D players' uh, predisposition towards uh, clicky clack math rock addiction. Uh, but I do love some uh, some uh, three dimensional geometric shapes. I mean, who doesn't? So, but there's there's more. There's oh, more. he's up moving around. Oh, okay. Well, you know... The, Something unrelated. Yeah. The, um... Where was I? Oh, yeah. Math rocks. Yes. You know, there's... There's a whole world, though, outside of outside of the math rocks. Uh, you know... 
Yeah, honestly, I was going to start trying to, like, list things off, but, like, I'm going to leave out something and somebody's going to yell at me. <laughs> so, uh, this this will not be an exhaustive list, insert disclaimer. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of aids and implements and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what what is your... Uh, like when you when you think of, I have to have this thing as a a D and D companion. Uh, what uh, what what pops to mind? Like what's your what's your what's your one thing you can't play without that's not dice? Probably my tablet. Okay. Um, I keep notes. I keep like digital copy of, of character sheet. Mm-hmm. I keep, you know, just sundry things. Hold um, on. If I, the, the rare occasion that I DM, I've got like a little cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. And um, ideally I would keep this up to date and it would have like not everything that, um, like, they wouldn't be copies of my players' um, character sheets, but it would be, like, max AC, or max HP, it'd be their AC, it'd be their passive perception and insight. Okay. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be their skill bonuses, but, mm-hmm. like, which skills they're proficient with. Um. Just stuff that I would be able to have right here so that I don't have to interrupt the game to be like, hey, what is... Right. Like I could just kind of insert. And by the way, you happen to notice. So, in... Uh, that. Right. In, in the... Uh... Every evolving digital age, um, you know, a tablet. I can, I can definitely see that being a very, a very versatile tool, especially if you're if you're if you're running with um, scissors. Well, don't run with scissors. I mean, what were you gonna say? Maybe don't run while you're holding your tablet. That's probably <laughs> the scissors part's fine. The tablet's dangerous. You can run with scissors, but don't run with tablets. Yeah, you you like if you fall and stab yourself with scissors, you will heal. If you fall and break your tablet, your tablet's not gonna heal. If you fall and break your tablet, your spirit will be destroyed. <laughs> exactly, and you won't heal from that. That's right. I see. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the uh, if you're if you're running with the D and D Beyond app. Um, uh, you know, it's all your dice rolls, rules, all that right there in your little tablet, you know? I'll be honest. I don't even use D&D Beyond. No, you don't. But <laughs> I have a couple of Word documents and a couple of, uh, spreadsheets. Uh, in, in case They're anybody... handcrafted. <laughs> in case anybody doesn't know, D&D Beyond is the official D&D app. It, um... Uh, essentially is a pen and, full pen and paper replacement, um, minus, minus dungeon maps, you know, uh, 
which I don't, as far as I know, it doesn't have a map function. Um, but, uh, you know, it's got all your dice rolls, your, you know, your dice rolling abilities, your rules, all that. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, like, it's, it's pretty overall reasonably polished. Um, I don't use it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've never really, I've never really used any of the online tabletop platforms. Yeah. Um, I've played with World Anvil a little bit, but it's mm -hmm. more like writing world building level. Right. Um, like I've used, I've used um, map making software, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and, and, and I did play in a game one time I was uh, um, with a group that did use D&D Beyond. And so, like, I have actually tried it. Uh, I just, eh, my rolls aren't any better uh, digitally. Uh, so um, they actually made me disconnect from the Wi-Fi while they were rolling because oh, no. <laughs> I was spreading it through the digital platform too. Uh, <laughs> um. But, uh, but no, um... We've gotta get you some luck magic. Man. Uh... <sighs> yeah, no, it... It's, it's legit. It's a legit curse. Um, but, uh, no, so, all the, all the slips you were talking about there with your tablet, um, there's, um, this time-honored, time-honored peripheral, uh, slash accessory known as a DM screen. And, um, it's basically a, uh, um, ranges from, like, thick cardstock to, um, full-on hardwood, you know, real, real bougie nice stuff. Um, but it's basically about, you know, a couple, it's a foot and a half, two foot wide, and it's basically it's meant to, for the DM to be able to hide, um, all the goods behind, all the juicy details. Notes and die rolls and... Yep. Um, there's some of them that also that have dry erase pockets built in um, so that you can, like you were talking about, have your players' uh, stats, excuse me, um, this and that, uh, readily at your disposal. Um, also, some of them are double-sided so that you can have... Um, uh, game aids set out for your players that you can adjust and things, um, which is really which is really cool. Um, my 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 go to my go to peripheral though my go to accessory is pizza receipts. Uh, you can never have too many bookmarks. <laughs> Fucking fair. Um, as as a pizza is a great way to feed your crew on game night and mm -hmm. just keep the receipt. It's a great bookmark. Yep. Um, my my monster manual usually has a fistful of uh, Pizza Hut paper sticking out of it. Um, now that being said, don't. I've seen your pizza your pizza your pizza <laughs> manual. I've seen your monster <laughs> manual, and my. My slip of the tongue is perfectly indicative of it. I, you know. Uh, it is very intimidating to me. I have um, I have thought on, a, on occasion about, you know, trying to source nice, like a collection of nice bookmarks. 
Um, but um, pizza receipts. <laughs> Why bother when pizza receipts are just handy? Yeah. You can scribble whatever the fuck you want on them and not worry about it. Yep. Um, but as as a as a you know, one of those one of those people that I just I have to have the physical the physical editions. Um, being able to to you know bookmark the sundry things um, is 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 a must, and also feed the crew. Uh, very important. I will <clears throat> definitely say. Kind of the way I've got the stuff that I usually do and usually need on my tablet set mm-hmm. up. I don't really ever need a DM screen because mm-hmm. that's where my notes are. If you can't see if you can't see to read the screen and you're not close enough to read the screen, you don't know what I've got planned anyway. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind rolling in front of the players. And I... Uh, this is just my personal preference. I value space and the ability to spread out as much as I need to. Mm-hmm. And I find a DM screen confining. That... I will also say that your mention of uh, the physical book copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need those. Yeah. I need, I don't know what it is, but I need the tactile. I need to be able to flip through them. To find what I'm looking for, or I will lose my train of thought. Fair, fair. Um, the and speaking speaking of of, of the book of books, um, so D and D is pretty famous for its rule books. Uh, at any given time, you know, um, there's either a new. Um, a new official supplement or um, uh, pre-made campaign um, either come out or in the pipeline to, to, to be released. Uh, but there's also a metric crap ton of um, third-party content out yes. there. Um, and, uh, you know... I do... I absolutely adore... Um, the open content license and the way that it has worked for 5th edition. Yeah. Uh, and uh, quick uh, quick hashtag OGL stands. Uh, <laughs> the uh, open gaming license. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Um, I said open content but open gaming. Uh, they, they try to do away with that. Um uh, or at least greatly overhaul it uh, not too long ago. and um, They didn't want to do away with it. They just wanted to overhaul it beyond recognition. <sighs> Split those hairs. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, but since <laughs> you did on your own podcast, I don't feel the need to hold back. Look, I will throw all the shade. Uh, if you're wondering what happened, the community said no. Um, like overwhelmingly. Yeah, overnight, everyone suddenly remembered Pathfinder existed. Yeah, including Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> yeah, overnight, everyone was just like, you know, there are other tabletop games. Yeah. Um. Now I'll be honest. I've I've never, 
I, I like I have looked at Pathfinder. I've never actually played Pathfinder, uh, but it, you know, I, um, I, I generally stick with like I've always played D and D, and Fifth Edition has been a a fantastic addition uh, for teaching new players. Um, yes, you. You and I played a few sessions of a first edition Pathfinder game. Was I a dog? I don't remember. It was several years ago. Was was Brandon was, was that his name? I don't know. I remember that I didn't like him very much. Yeah. He was the game master. And he yeah. and I did not get along very well. Yeah. Yeah, that you know I forgot all about that. I was a dog with a sword. You were a dog with a sword. <laughs> I was the goodest boy. Uh but um but yeah, no. Um there's there's a ton of third party content out there. Now I habitually and obsessively uh, vet third-party content before I allow it. <laughs> uh, because while third-party content is wonderful for imagination and so on and so forth, uh, you know, the balance isn't always there. <laughs> sometimes that's true. Um, and sometimes that's the point of the content. Yeah. Um, like, Plant Lotus, there was a... Um, uh, and I honestly cannot remember the publisher name. Uh, but it's a um, third-party um, adventure, pre-made adventure. It's called Planet of the Planet of the Tarasks. That sounds horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was meant to be just the dumbest, most brutal horseshit. Uh, <laughs> um, just throw at your players when you're mad at them. <laughs> Um, the players don't survive, or the players don't win. The players survive if they're tactical and lucky. Yeah, I'm. It was uh, for the, so for anybody who's not in the know, there's only one Tarask. It is, for all intents and purposes, a living cataclysm. Um, and it is. What if Godzilla actually couldn't be stopped? Yeah, like, like, nigh unkillable. Um, the absolute strongest official creature in all of Dungeons and Dragons. For reference, in general... Short of... Well, no, I think... I think, I think they may have at some point published uh, stats for Fistful of the Gods. They're... They... Well, honestly, I think this Rask was still harder to kill. I don't... Um, because I think, I think the gods, even if they did have some, like, gimmicky mechanism behind killing them, like, you, they, okay. <laughs> like, you don't actually get to kill them. Right. You they, get, you get to kill an avatar of them. An avatar or some sort of manifestation. Yeah. Uh. That's kind of how they rewrote the rules for Great Worm Dragons. Yeah. In fifth ed, um, which I did not appreciate from third edition, but fair. 
Fair. They messed with my dragon lore. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but anyway, so there's only supposed to be one. It's nigh unkillable, though it is easier in 5th edition to kill it um, than it was in 3.5. Um, this adventure featured multiple Tarasks. Uh, it was for a beyond max level party. Um, what used to be called epic level. Um, Parties max out at... A character maxes out at 20th level. And a... Monsters CR challenge rating generally is whatever that number is if all four-ish members of your party are the same level as that challenge rating then it's probably a balanced encounter yeah. most of the time the Max character level is 20, and a Tarasque challenge rating is, like, 30 or 31. Yeah. There's there's not that many monsters in the base uh, monster manual, or even as far as I've noticed in most of the supplements, that exceeds challenge rating 20. Most of them are, like, 21 through 23, uh, from what I remember. Um, but 5th edition, I think, generally 5th edition kind of skews the, the CR a little high. So most of those really, like, a max level party could deal with. Um, uh, there's... Yeah, what they're calling a balanced encounter in 5th ed versus what they called a balanced encounter in 3.5 are not the same thing. They're not. Like... A balanced fifth ed here, balanced encounter means the party is likely to win. It's still going to be a fight. Yes. Balanced encounter in 3.5 was very much flip a coin to see who wins. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I'm not going to claim that the, the, the CR system was perfect, but it was a much closer to being a one for one. Uh, in terms of, of strict probability. Yeah. Um, now, depending on how uh, how you ran the encounter as far as how intelligent the enemies were and, you know, the level of metagaming and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but... For example, well, even in 5th edition... If you're a beholder, should win every fight it fights. Yeah. The overwhelming majority of the time. Like, the party would have to go in ready to fight this beholder. Yeah. Uh, 3.5, like, hands down, far crunchier, crunchier. Than, than 5th edition. And honestly, the farther back you go, like, I don't want to say each edition gets quote-unquote easier, um, but typically the far back you go, the crunchier, crunchier the editions are as far as numbers and difficulty and so on. The exception being... Faco. 
Yeah. I don't even... I still don't know how Thaco works. Look, there were people with degrees. I'm not <laughs> sure the people and... who actually played AD&D are full, fully still understand yeah. how Thaco worked. Um... I don't know if there. I don't know if there's actually such a thing as a um, as a degree in gaming uh, or anything like that. But there, if there is, there are people with gaming degrees that don't know how they go works. Um, no, it's uh, there was you know had 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 Wizards released an edition between three point five and fifth edition. Um. That would have been the exception where, you know, you could probably go back in addition and it not be crunchier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, fourth edition was not super crunchy. It was not. It was... <coughs> if anything, it was overly simplified. Yeah. Um, they they course corrected uh, with fifth edition, um, brought back enough of the crunch to make it a good edition but kept it simple enough that newer players can hop in and and learn more easily. Um, and and for that, 5th edition is hands down my favorite edition um, of any uh, tabletop game to teach people. I have not encountered a, a system that, that I have thought would work better. Yeah. There's a lot of front-end loading. It's... It's a difficult game to learn on the fly from zero, mm -hmm. but, like, explain a few things, roll up a character, get started. Yep. Uh, and as a new player, it's hard to have a peripheral better than an experienced player. <laughs> That's true. Roll your dice. Did I do the thing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dave, that's how David played every time he sat down at the table. It was, and, and it, honestly, I, I loved him for it because he was just like, I want to do this. And I just be like, roll a die. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> okay. This is what I rolled. Okay. Now look at your character sheet and tell me what this value says. Yep. It says this. Okay. So that means this. That means you did or did not do the thing. Yep. Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, he, he didn't get to play often enough to ever, for it to ever stick for the most part. Like he, he eventually figured out that he roll the dice and then he would like, you know, ask what stat I needed. <laughs> but, but as far as which, and you know, it, At varying times, I have tried to have, um, especially when I was when I was using a DM screen, I would try to have some of the, um, um, like, uh, phase breakdowns and stuff for newer players, like, facing the, the group so that, like, they could, um, while it wasn't their turn, they could, they could look and see how, um, you know, how some of, some of the mechanics worked especially for combat rounds and stuff. Um, and like you said, it's hard to learn on the fly from zero. Um, but pizza receipts, 
stick them in the bookmark where you got questions. Or stick them in the book where you got questions. Those are valuable peripherals. <laughs> they are. Um, Another peripheral I really like are the uh, the cheat sheet like cards mm-hmm. that a lot of uh, third party distributors put out. Yep. So um, my favorite of those probably actually being um, deck of many's conditions. Mm. Yeah, those are handy. Um, I need to start bringing those to yeah. Geek 20. Shout out, we have a D&D show. Watch it. Uh, yeah, the um, I've got a couple sets of the um, uh, monster stat cards, which are, which are handy. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget that I have them, and I need to use them more. <laughs> I've got a few of those. Um, again, from deck of many and they came with a bunch of like blanks mm-hmm. which is super cool it is super cool uh, especially as much as i homebrew um blanks are are wonderful um and the so D there is this time honor tradition called the rule of cool um, which is basically, it may not, if just because it's not in the rules, or if, it, if it's not in the rules, but it's still cool, and I think it's reasonable, I'll allow it. <laughs> um. We'll figure out some way to make this work. Yep, and as, and as, as such, there have been, um, many interesting little, um, uh, house rules and, um, <coughs> interesting deviations to some to even some of the core mechanics um one of my favorite being um there was a kickstarter um called the adventurer's tarot uh and it was it's 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 not quite a traditional tarot deck but it like if you want to use it as a as a regular tarot deck you can um but uh it it uh, it comes packaged um, uh, with instructions both for for the tarot side of it, but also um, with the the pitch that you can use it uh, in place of initiative rolls, uh, which is you know I've tried it out. It's it's a pretty neat little mechanic, um, and the only the only the only thing is it it kind of makes your um, it makes your dexterity not dexterity it makes your initiative bonus. Uh, meaningless, for, uh, unless you just want to throw that in as an extra modifier to your draw, but that's not exactly the point of the draw. So, like, it's kind of a it's kind of a trade off, but I but I I, I like it. Um, I, I thought I felt like it was a pretty cool. I'm not super fond of it for that reason. Yeah, like it's fun, and yeah. if no, if none of the players are using like any kind of uh, initiative manipulation. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what is it? Uh, oh, the rabbit folk, Herangon. Mm-hmm. They get their proficiency bonus to initiative. Yeah. Which most other people don't. Yep. Or, um, let's see, Cronergy and Bladesinger wizards get their intelligence bonus. 
Yeah. To initiative. And that's um and that's and that's kind of the thing is that um Berengon Cronergy Wizard. <laughs> Whenever when you, you don't know. They're kind of a fey folk ish. Herringon Bladesinger. Okay, but can I have a reskinned Herringon that's a hedgehog? Fucking why not? Because I gotta go fast. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I know we're trying to talk about peripherals and shit, but. And failing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm the bitch who will reflavor. Anything. Oh, yeah. I will reflavor anything to be anything else as long as it doesn't fuck with the mechanics. Yep. And and that's, and that's that is where you have to be careful with rule of cool is just because it's cool for you doesn't make it cool for everybody else. And if you've got a heron gone in your party and you're like, we're going to use adventurers tarot. You gotta like compensate them somehow. Like you're taking, like you're basically nullifying one of their racial traits. Um, like one of the whole points of being a Herringon. Um or a class feature. If you've got one of the aforementioned classes, uh, compensate them somehow. Give them something cool to replace that. Um, don't just no. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I. Uh, I, I went back to I went back to regular initiative rolls for Geek Twenty, um, a because Lee and Miranda were quite new and trying to teach them exceptions to the rule before they really learned the rules that that didn't seem good, but but also like you know I I don't know I go back and forth, uh, but it, it's a neat it's a neat idea, um, tokens. Uh, my wife got me a, a set of a set of tokens that I've not yet really got to use, um, but uh, all kind for all kinds of stuff like uh, you know campfires and potions and so on and so forth. Um, and Is that the trees that you used in that one episode? No, um, no, I printed those. Oh, okay. um, so it's I've actually got it right here. Oh, snapple jacks. Uh, so. Uh, just opening up this little this little box of goodies here. Um, so we've got like um, magic circles. Oh, cool. We've got um, I love this locks, so um, pillars, um, some trap doors. We've got boulder for when you're Indiana Jones in your party. Coffins, sinkholes. <laughs> They're like little tables. Um, We're gonna use those tables next episode of Geek Twenty. They're like little, they're flat cardboard with uh, pictures of stuff printed on them. Yeah. they're flat cardboard with stuff on them. Yeah. That's neat. Um, and, and that is one thing about, you know, when, when, when Mr. Gygax, the godfather of tabletop games, I won't say I... I don't think he. I don't think D and D was the first one. I'm not gonna say that he invented tabletop roleplay, but he's still the Godfather. <laughs> uh, when he invented D and D, it was hardcore pen and paper or pencil and paper. I don't even know if they used battle maps back when, like, when him and his friends first started playing. I have no idea. Um, 
uh, it has evolved so much um, and come so far. Um, we mentioned the digital stuff earlier, um, but you can spend a literal fortune on stuff to play Dungeons & Dragons. Or you can just play with your imagination in a pencil and paper. <laughs> um, uh, you know, what... Um, and this... Being... being there's no reason that you can't um, enjoy the game without all these things, is what I'm getting at. But, um, but man, some of them are really cool. <laughs> I do tend to lean a little more heavily than Billy does on Theater of the Mind. Yes. Ren is very, um, very Theater of the Mind, which is fine. Um, I... Um, I have this addiction to miniatures, <laughs> and there's there's just something that's that's cool about uh, about uh, about that for me to look at, um, and um, that and so I have um, I have I have seen theater of the mind kind of go the wrong direction a little bit um, as far as everybody being clear on what's happening, where people and things are. Um, and sometimes like from a, from a transparency point of view, sometimes the D like the DM kind of like cheesing a little bit, like, Oh, you're, you're like player be like, I want to, I want to do this to this creature. And like, you're not that close. You said I was close. Yeah. You're close, but not that close. You know, like, like I want to have it defined where everybody is. Sure. Um, and that's part of why I started my why I dropped the DM tree and started rolling. Like, like if I happen to have like godlike rolls, I don't, which doesn't hardly ever happen. But like on the rare occasion that I crit, uh, like last episode of Geek Twenty where uh, Ren got dropped. Yeah. Check it out. I. I uh, stepped up and ran my rapier through somebody's throat, and then his buddy's arm turned into a beast yep. and uh, bit through my shoulder and tore a chunk out of it, and I fell to zero hit points immediately. Yep. Um, but no, I, like, if I'm if my rules happen to be hot, like, like, I want people to know that I'm not just picking on them or that um, I'm... Uh, I'm not fudging fudging rolls in my favor for the purpose of like railroading or you know whatever. Um, the and I don't mind bragging on myself a little bit, saying that in my theater of the minding, I do my damnedest to make sure that I'm not pulling shit out of my ass at y'all. No, you do you do very well. And, um, it's not something that I, that I would ever be really all that concerned about amongst our general play yeah. group. Um, but... Well, and in the event of, like, a large melee, mm -hmm. I would try to have a battle map. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. The theater of the Mind works very well on room, like, regular room scale combats where, I mean, you're within 30 feet of anybody pretty much any given time. Um, and, uh, you know, when you, when you start talking about like 
you know, hundreds of feet. Okay, that's a little dicier, I guess. Especially when you're trying to keep up with where everybody is. Um, like, if you've got six players and 15 NPC combatants, well, that's a little... It gets to be a little hard to keep up with. Yeah, there's um, a lot going on. Um, yeah. The... Uh, and that's why another um, uh, peripheral that doesn't sound all that great, but that I, I really can't do without, is, like, scratch paper. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, keeping up with all the, all the, the, the you know, enemy HP and, and all that. Um, Initiative order. Yeah. Uh, Me and my tablet, I use an Excel sheet for that, but same principle. Yeah, and there's uh, there's a bunch of different um, like initiative uh, initiative trackers out there, ranging from like I've seen dowel rods, and everybody had their own colored um, clothespin, uh, and seen those. I've seen like um, little little clicker things. I've seen uh, um, like a kind of like a talking stick. Um, but like everybody had different colored rings and so you, you set the initiative order and then you like when your turn was over, or like you, you, you had the rings on there in initiative order and then whoever's turn it was got to hold the stick. And so when they were done with their turn, they passed the stick and so on. Oh, that's neat. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and things, things like that are really great for a, like, um, Keeping people accountable for um, being clear when their their turn is over, keeping people from encroaching on other people's turns, and also kind of like fostering that sense of of team. Um, and uh, which, like I said, our friend group it's not really um, or our our current play group it's not really that much of a problem. Um, I'm the worst. I'm the single worst offender. Um, like players will be like. I do this thing, and then I'm like, okay, well, you're done. On to the next person. And they're like, but but movement. Free item interaction. Shit talking. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you didn't say pass. Hold on. Let's, re <laughs> let's revisit this. Um, but, like, yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm the problem. <laughs> um, and, uh, and like I said, the down rod and the clothespins... Um, you know, it's, uh, a lot of these are, can be really DIY solutions. And, um, even though, like, like I said, I've got these, these, um, uh, cardboard tokens that my wife got me. Um, I, I do a lot of 3D printing, um, miniatures and stuff. Would you uh, hand me the box right quick? Yeah. Um, uh, even even though I do a lot of these things, like the um, I still really like the the, the DIY <laughs> quick trip to Walmart solutions. Um, so talked about a lot of things for sure. Um, we started off with a nod to the chorist of peripherals. Being the dice. There's not just dice. Sometimes there's dice. 
So if you don't know, most D and D sets, dice sets, D four, D six, D eight, one or two D tens. Sometimes these are referred to as the percentile dice or a D or combined. They're a D one hundred, um, D twelve, and then your D. Uh, yeah, D D twelve and your D twenty. I was like, did I skip D ten? Like, no, you literally just talked about it. <laughs> um, so that's between like you know five and six dice. Um, some sets will come with four D six. Yeah, and yeah, some um like your your your, your stripped down your stripped down basic sets are one, generally one of each. Four, six, eight, four, ten, six. twelve, twenty. Is that seven? That is. Wait. One, two, Four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty. Six. Six. Yeah. Um uh I don't math good. <laughs> um but yeah, most most sets come with those. Some like Ren said come with like four D six. Because sometimes you just gotta cast fireball. Um I, roll up a character. Yeah. I it's play. easier to roll up your stats with four D six than it is with one D six. Yeah. That's true. Um, and, but, um, there's also some novelty dice out there. Like, there's, like, I've, there's, there's, I've seen D6s that have another D6 inside of it. Like, the outside, outer, outer D6 is clear, and then there's another little little D6 on the inside, so you can technically roll two D6 at once, if you want. Is it actually rolled on inside? Yeah. What? Like there's there's a good bit of like there's a good bit of hollow space inside the larger D six. So like when you shake the the big D six around, it shakes the shit out of the little one. So That's like wild. yeah, um, there's um, I, like D thirty, which I don't know why. Like that's one of the like maybe for a table like rolling on a table of some kind. Um, the actual D one hundred, which looks kind of like a golf ball. <laughs> It does look like a golf ball. And Instead it, of rolling 2d10 and using one for the tens place and one for the ones place, you just roll a fucking golf ball. Yeah, it's literally a hundred-sided die. Um, and there's some other, like, odd sizes out there, you know? Um, but uh, uh, then there's, like, all the different materials. Um, I've seen a d1. <laughs> It's it's like a little round stick, but it's weighted such that um, such that it will always land with one side up. That's funny. Um, I do actually I do actually have a set that has a D two. That's funny. Um, which it's is, just a coin. Yeah, but it's a spell book. <laughs> okay. Um, you 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 nine times out of ten you will never be asked. To roll a D two, uh, but if you ever are, you can just flip a coin. Should you happen to have physical currency with you, um, there is also such a, such also such a thing as a D three, but that's just it's just like a D six, and then the one and the two is one, three and four is two, and five and six is three. Um, I'm not gonna swear there's not somebody out there who's cooked up an actual three sided die somehow but um i've seen a d3 okay it, like like between like geometry and waiting i was like surely it has to exist i've just never seen one i've seen one they're fucky looking um, they look like they look like a wrong d4 
That tracks. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's 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 some wonky dice out there that you're never really going to have the uh, the call to use. But sometimes it's neat to bust them out just 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 for shiggles. Just for the novelty. Yeah. Um, and you know they have most of, most of them are like most dice are um, like acrylic. Uh, but they make solid metal dice. I've got a D6 that's made, like a big one that's made out of iron. Um, You've got two sets of metal dice. I've got two sets of metal dice. I've I've uh, got a set of metal dice. I've actually got three. Two sets are like Like heavy metal dice, and then these are some sort of like... um, Well, these may not be metal. These may be some sort of acrylic. Uh, I thought they were aluminum, but they may be. Oh, that's unclear. But um, uh, they they sell bone dice. You can you can buy them made out of bone. You can buy them made out of gemstone, um, jade, uh, rubies, uh, all kinds of all kinds of gemstone dice. Um, it you got to be careful. And you also kind of have to look inside yourself and decide whether you want to support the uh, um, the industry. But you can buy dice made out of mammoth tusks. Um, no, what? Yeah, so there's there's a huge illegal mammoth ivory trade okay, out of illegal. out of Russia. Yeah. Okay, that. Um, and uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are a few companies, like, like actual companies that, regardless of how they source their, their mammoth tusks, sell online mammoth, See, mammoth tusk tusks dice. or elephant tusks? Mammoth. Huh. Pull, they, they pull it out of the permafrost. Not that one is better than the other, but... One's extinct. That makes it's it better. Ex- <laughs> you know, that's fair. <laughs> it's better for two They're reasons. They're already dead. You can't poach them. It, that's that's way number one. The other way being that they're not making any more of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I can kind of see that. They're they're both illegal, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I do think there is a way. Like there are paths to legally source mammoth tusk, which I think is how the those companies get around. You know, I'm sure they source a significant portion. Probably not that I'm accusing any specific entity, but like I'm sure somebody somewhere is doing it on the not up and up. Um, but uh, but yeah, you can you can you you can get dice made of all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, sometimes there's kickstarters for novelty dice. Like I said, I've got some that are really themey, um, with a D2 that's a spell book, and the D6 are all fireballs and so on and so forth. I've seen several, um, there are giveaways on the D&D subreddit mm-hmm. on, of course, Reddit that, um, what? yeah, <laughs> that are often like clear acrylic mm-hmm. with like a liquid core. Okay. That's and cool. And it's like, that's, that's neat. Yeah. I don't fully understand but it's fucking cool yeah um and there's uh there's some that have like that are clear kind of like that but have um 
like little animals or something inside. Like I've seen them with with little ducks inside. Um, not real animals. Not, no. Okay. Well, I don't know. China's a place. Oh. Uh. Let Let's not do that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> But, um, and I'm not even kidding about that. But anyway, um, anyway, I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, dice uh, towers. Those are fun. Dice towers. Yeah. Um, I've dice- never had one. I'm not sure I've seen one in real life. I have. Uh, it, you know, like it's satisfying to hear the clickety clack and watch your dice shoot out the bottom. Um, there's there's dice towers. There's dice trays. Um, I do like a good dice, like a like a good box. Yeah, um, some of those are collapsible, um, and there's like there's there there's some that are made out of like um, thick uh, cardstock, and then are like um, sort of upholstered with like some sort of soft material. Um, there's some that are leather. There, um, I've, I've seen people who, uh, use cigar boxes, like they, like they found a cool cigar box somewhere and they rolled in that. Um, uh. They're expensive, but yeah. there's a, there's a company called, I think it's either Elderwood or Elder Mansi. Okay. But they make like, you can get on and you can design like a. Like a a box, and mm-hmm. you can like you can choose what you want it to look like on the outside, and like designs, and mm-hmm. and on the inside the different like what you want the tray portion to look like. It can have it can be empty. It can so you can roll dice. It it can have like a little section to put dice in. Mm-hmm. Um, Different stuff and like a dry erase board on yeah. on the other side. Those those are fucking neat, and I would love to make a dollar store version myself. Yep, uh, I'm not familiar with that company. I don't think I, I know. I like a um, Wormwood. Um, they make a hella premium products, but they're also hella expensive. Um. Uh, but yeah, um, dry erase boards, hella underrated. Uh, and these are just some like last minute sort of shout outs. Uh, graph paper, graph paper is graph paper is not huge. Um, like uh, in, well, it's in... not huge. It's very small, <laughs> and it yeah. makes excellent scaled down maps. Yes. Uh, but it, it, in terms of its contribution to the, to the game, it's huge. Yes, 100%. Um, the, uh, carrying cases, man, the toolboxes, tackle boxes, uh, if you've got to travel, if you've got to leave your house to play, uh, having, having, like, a thing to, like, Pack up all your stuff in. It's clutch. Um, but, uh, man, 
D&D, I could go on forever. Oh, uh, yeah. But we are, uh, we're, we're uh, reaching, reaching the one hour mark. We're like five minutes shy. Um, quick, uh, quick, 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 news corner. Um, Ooh. Uh, Pal World is out. Uh, um, if you don't know what Pal World is, um, it's Pokemon, but with, with guns. guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, um, you should check it out. Um, it has, it has, uh, they went from, uh, the week before launch releasing a statement basically that said, that said, we swear it's not, that this game is not a, uh, scam. Uh, they went, they, they went from that announcement to smashing um, multiple uh, records. Um, they've sold several million copies in the first four days. Um, it really is unreal. Uh, yeah, they've achieved um, well into the top ten, I believe. Um, uh, the the top, like the most concurrent most concurrent players. Um, like they're in the top 10 of all time, I believe. Um, uh, really just, just knocking it, knocking it out of the park. Um, speaking of, of, of records, uh, Godzilla minus one, I haven't talked about it in an episode or two, but I'm back. <laughs> I'm back on the bullshit. Oh, uh, Godzilla minus one, um, has eclipsed last I checked 50 million domestically, which does put it in the top five um, non-English foreign films uh, of all time. Yes. Uh, and it deserves it. Um, the other entries on that list uh, on the top five had literal years um, to amass uh, that gross amount. So um, uh, it's within it's within a few million of the next three, I think. The only the only one that's not close to is number one, which is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which had and it's a, number one well, by a lot. Yeah, by almost double. Like it's over a hundred million, like hundred over a hundred million domestically. Godzilla, Godzilla minus one with time could reach number two. Yeah, it's probably not gonna reach number one. Unlikely, uh, but it's still. Um, it's still a very, it's still an incredible feat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and it deserves to be there. It was an excellent movie. It was. I say as somebody who is not, I've said it several times on the show. I am not the kaiju bitch. Which you know is, I mean that's that's life. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, Check out, uh, check out Power World if for no other reason than just to stick it to the Pokemon company. I mean, than to support new developers. <laughs> They've done a great job. Uh, yeah, they, they really have. It is, um, uh, um, it is alpha. Um, they they say the game is about 70, 60 to 70% complete. Um, PvP is coming soon. Um, so, um, stay tuned for all that. <laughs> the only thing I really know is that pal number 69 is called Lovander. And when you defeat one, it, um, 
it might drop a it might drop cake. Mm. It might drop mushroom. It might drop oh what were the other two? Uh something like suspicious suspicious fluid and um I don't remember the other one. Man, so <laughs> And also, it wants to hump you. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, it's it's the horny Pokemon. So It is number 69. I'm sorry, it's the horny pal, it's not a Pokemon. It's not a Pokemon. Um, it's the horny pal, though. So, for the record, I do believe that the Pokemon company has already tried to sue them uh, and failed. So, um, fuck you, Pokemon company. Uh, the... I did read part of an interview where one of the one of the devs was like, "I would not be a good uh, worker for Nintendo. They're trying to innovate constantly, and I am a trend follower." <laughs> <laughs> so these are just a bunch of dudes who just wanted to make a game. So you know. That's that's and a, I love that for them. That's a really funny statement to me because I don't think Nintendo's games have innovated in the last twenty years, and uh, Pal World feels much more uh, out of the box uh, than ninety percent of what Nintendo has produced. As a native lately. resident of Hyrule, I'm going to challenge you on that, but not on air here tonight. <laughs> the uh, you know. Not gonna lie, Tears of the Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are both very impressive and very mature games uh, for um, in terms of um, uh, development and um, like uh, production value. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, that. Uh, that being said, um, many things that could be done better. There's that's so if you if you listen to our last episode, which was basically is Tears of the Kingdom actually good? Um, it turned out to be part one. <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah. Um, there will be more uh, uh, more Tears of the Kingdom slash Legend of Zelda. Um, uh, discussion coming soon. I've not even drawn my sword yet. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Um, and, uh, I... Uh, I... Lee has only just begun to warm up, and I've not yet drawn my sword. I, there I, is much to be done. I don't generally have a horse in the race beyond the fact that, um, I think that, uh, um, if I always think when Nintendo's involved, I always think they could have done better uh, about something. And uh, I think it's just the fact that I've got a chip on my shoulder. I think that's just a me problem. Well, and uh, I even said in part one that uh, I'm not saying that there are things that couldn't be done better. Um, yeah. 
you know what? <laughs> this are we going to have this debate nope, right now? We are not. We are not. We are ending this episode. Um, uh, we we very much appreciate you guys uh, coming out and listening. Uh, I, it was I, cool hanging. It was um, uh, White River Fan Con, uh, March, weekend of March 3rd in Batesville, Arkansas. Uh, check it out. I will be there. Uh with uh, some neat 3D printed items for sale. Um, and looking forward to getting to meet and talk to uh, some of our wonderful listeners and hopefully uh, convert uh, a whole new flock. Uh, so. Um, you can't resist our friendship. That's right. We're coming for you. Until then, peace. Take it easy.